establishing that this is a regular meeting of the Commission on Community Investment and Infrastructure for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I'd like to welcome the members of the public who are streamlining or listening to us live, as well as to the staff and other participants who will be presenting at today's meeting. Following the guidelines set forth by local officials at this time, the members of this commission are meeting remotely to ensure the safety of everyone, including members of the public. So thank you all for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Mr. Chair. The first order of business is item one, roll call. Commission members, please respond when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Uh, Commissioner Brackett, Commissioner Ludlam. Present. Commissioner Scott is absent, Vice Chair Rosales. Present. And Chair Bustos. Present. Do you want to go back? Going back to, yeah, Commissioner Brackett, could you just confirm you're still with us? Okay, I will mark her for later. Uh, so Commissioner Scott and Commissioner Brackett are absent. All other members of the commission are present. The next order of business is item two Wait, announcement. There is a quorum, correct? There is a quorum, correct, sorry. Um, the next order of business is item two announcement. A is the next regular meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, November 1st, 2022nd at 1 p.m. B announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item, unless the commission adopts a shorter period on any item. During each public comment period, viewers online will be instructed to dial 415-655-0001, enter the access code, which is 2490-847-6737. Press the pound sign, then the pound sign again to enter the call. When prompted, press star three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment and you will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly and you will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. You can stay on the line and continue to listen to the meeting, but you can also choose to hang up. If you are planning to provide a public comment on any item on today's agenda, it is recommended that you call the public comment line ahead of, ahead of time to allow you to listen to the meeting live and to prevent you from experiencing delays caused by live streaming. Today's meeting materials are available on our website at ssocii.org under commission, then the public meetings tab. The next order of business is item three, report on actions taken at a previous closed session meeting, if any. There are no reportable actions. The next order of business is Item four, matters of unfinished business. There are no matters of unfinished business. The next order of business is item five, matters of new business consisting of consent and regular agenda. Mr. Chair. Thank you, Madam Secretary. So to comply with the, the state legislation and to allow us to continue to, hold, continue to hold teleconferencing meetings such as Zoom, Zoom and WebEx, I'd like to call item number five B out of order and make it the first item of our agenda. Uh, Madam Secretary, please call item number 5B. We will be starting with regular agenda item 5B, authorizing the continuation of teleconference meetings and making findings in support thereof under California Government Code Section 54953E, Discussion and Action Resolution Number 35-2022. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Secretary Cruz, and greetings members of the commission, members of the public. Uh, as Chair Bustos had addressed, this is an authorization, a regular authorization for the Commission to hold remote meetings as we're doing today. This is authorized under AB 361, which is an amendment to the Brown Act, which requires publicly accessible meetings by this Commission. And the findings that have to be excuse me, that have to be made are related to a state of emergency, which are currently still in place, both at the state level and at the city level, that require social distancing. So therefore, we're proposing that you approve this authorization to continue to meet remotely. Thank you. Thank you, Director. Madam Secretary, do we have anyone from the public who wishes to provide a public comment? If there are any members of the public who wish to provide comment on 5B, 
please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2490-847-6737, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star three to submit your queue, your request to speak. If there are members of the public already on the phone, would like to provide comments on 5B, press star three. Mr. Chair, there are no members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Thank you. Carrying no request to speak on this item, I will close public comment. Um, I'd like to provide the commissioners any opportunity to have any comments. If there are no comments, then if I can get a motion for number 5B. Commissioners? Yes, Mr. Chair, uh, I will move uh, item 5B. Thank you. We have a motion. May I have a second? I'll second. That is Commissioner Brackett. Yes. Thank you, Commissioner. <clears throat> Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5B when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Ludlam. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott is absent. Vice Chair Rosales. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. Motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is the consent agenda. Item 5A is approval of minutes, regular meeting of September 20, 2022. Mr. Chair. Thank you. Do we have anybody from the public who wishes to provide a comment on this item? If there are any members of the public wishing to comment on the minutes from September 20th, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2490-847-6737, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again, then press star three once you're in the call to be placed in the queue. If you're already on the phone and would like to provide public comment on the minutes, please press star three on your mobile devices. Mr. Chair, there are no members of the public wishing to comment on the minutes. Thank you. Hearing no request to speak on this item, I will close public comment. Commissioners, may I get a motion for this item? Move to uh, approve the minutes. Thank you, Commissioner Ludum. May I have a second? I'll second. Thank you, Vice Chair Rosales. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5A when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott is absent. Vice Chair Rosales. Aye. And Chair Bustos. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is agenda item number 5C approving a second amendment to the memorandum of understanding with the city and county of San Francisco, acting through its Department of Public Works for the second phase of the Hunters Point Shipyard Building 101 project for design, bidding and construction management services to include fire damage restoration to increase the not to exceed amount by $640,000 for a total maximum aggregate amount of $6,221,000 $677, including project construction and to extend the, the term for one additional year, Hunters Point Shipyard Project Area Discussion and Action, Resolution Number 36-2022. Director Koslowski. Thank you, Secretary Cruz. And once again, greetings to members of the commission, members of the public. Um, as was correctly stated, this is an item to recommend an amendment to a memorandum of understanding with the Department of Public Works for a project at the Hunters Point Shipyard. It's an artist building called Building 101, and it's to add $640,000 to an existing contract plus time um, for life safety access and fire safety improvements to that building. This, uh, well, this was before you previously in September under a workshop under the recognized obligations payment schedule for 22-23, and that amendment was submitted to the state. And now we're coming back before you to add those funds to this work contract. 
This item will be presented by the senior project manager for the Hunters Point Shipyard and Candlestick Project, Ms. Lila Hussein. Lila? Thank you, Director Kozlowski, um, for that introduction. If I could have the presentation before. So, next slide, please. So, as Director Kozlowski stated, the, these amendments for the Second Amendment to the MOU with the Department of Public Works are to cover. Uh, three particular items um, to include fire damage restoration, which I will have images of later on in this presentation, and to increase the overall budget by $640,000 and to extend the term of the contract for one additional year. Just to orient folks, uh, the, the blue building 101 is the building we are talking about. We call it the Sawtooth building and it's where open studios um, happen that many of you have attended. It is next to the Hilltop community of Shapiro Phase 1. Um, if I could have the next slide. Here's a front image. It was built in 1947. It used to be a Navy administrative building. It's two stories. And uh, since the mid-70s, it has been used by the local arts community and houses up to 160 artist studio. And it is an OCII asset. If I can get the next slide. So just a little background, uh, the previous improvements, we've come before this commission for the, the original MOU where we, we started the improvements and those were funded by grants that we received by the US Department of Commerce, Economic Development Administration awarded us two grants totaling up to $9.2 million, which we used for a variety of, which a portion of which we used for previous improvements to building 101 for window replacement and also the site office building, which is located on Galvez, which is where we, pre-pandemic, where we had shipyard meetings and there. there's also job training meetings and other economic development meetings that occur in that building. So uh, after we spent the 3.6, the remaining balance was 5.6, which we set aside for the building 101 improvements which has been for many years a discussion with the artists to improve this uh, very old uh, asset that we have for uh, better use for the artists. Next slide. So in the first MOU that we did, we just did a scoping with DPW to figure out how best to use the $5.6 million that we had and what were the priorities Previous staff at OCII worked very closely with um, the artist community as well as public work staff to define this scope uh, back in 2017. And the priorities uh, for the scope came out to be kept converting the gallery. Um, I have pictures later on, but to convert it into a multi purpose art gallery space and also to uh, improve accessibility, which was a high priority. So that means renovating the existing bathrooms to all gender wheelchair accessible restrooms and also to install a wheelchair ramp and replace the courtyard paving at the main entrance of building 101. Fire and life safety was also a critical component prioritized for these renovations and these funds. And that was to replace the wooden ladders for fire escape with metal stairs and also to improve some of the doors uh, between the first uh, floor hallway and the installation of a fire sprinkler system serving the art gallery. Uh, next slide, please. So, and then, and then the second part, second uh, phase of the work was to actually enter into an MOU to uh, design, uh, to deliver the, for public works to deliver the project and manage a contractor to construct these improvements. And that, that was before you, um, at the commission where we had um, 1.1 allocated for public works, 4.3 for construction for, and it was bid out to Bayview Micro LBE to do the construction work. And there was a contingency set of funds that were also in this first phase MOU. We did do a first amendment to allocate this contingency to the construction budget didn't change, but we, because there were some design changes that were needed back then, we amended the public works portion of the project delivery in the first amendment. So now that brings us to the next slide. Um, so, uh, did we make sure it was the slide seven? Just making sure. Okay. 
Okay, so here are some photos that I spoke to you about the wooden ladders that were previously there that was used for, that was set, that, that was the existing ladder system for fire escape. Obviously we wanted to prioritize it so that people could actually exit the building in a safe fashion. And so we, we replaced these ladders with metal stairs so that people can uh, exit the building. Uh, another example uh, is the before and after the bottom two photos. There was fixed seats and a sloped uh, floor gallery space that uh, the artist very much wanted to turn this into more of a flexible space where you could bring in chairs if needed, but you could also have these great gallery walls to, to actually sh to show the artists and have art openings. So that's what we have after. And so to further elaborate on why this amendment is needed and some of this you may have heard in the Rob's presentation, but part of, uh, part of what's, uh, there was, there were some significant delays in the project partly while we we're, while the contractor as well as public works were opening walls and things like that, they discovered unique characteristic of the features that required them to redesign certain elements. Um, and that, that caused a certain amount of delay, but also the supply chain issue related to getting the metal stairs and certain equipment, there's that, that also uh, added months to the project. And um, also the, one of the other main design features is how the stairs could be installed, uh, given that, there's an, that we discovered an existing water line. So some of those redesign efforts required needing to rethink through how we thought we were going to install some of these improvements, which added time as well, and also added additional inspection costs for the stairs and the other type of uh, air monitoring because the project was shifted out. So the, that's, that's a summary of the delays of the project. So the delays led to a total of 460 in additional public works expenditures for the staff time and third-party consultants for redesigning the project. Um, so then we get to the fire damage piece unrelated to the building 101 improvements. A small fire occurred at building 101. It, it was caused by faulty wiring and isolated on, uh, on one of the second floor studios with minor drywall damage to the surrounding hallways. The SFPD, nobody was heard. SFPD responded very quickly, extinguished the fire and damage was limited to the building. The tenant of the studio was relocated with little impact. We, uh, you know, we did the emergency remediation work uh, for the faulty wiring, but now the restoration of, of, as you can see, the ceiling and certain portions of the studio needs to be completed, and which uh, remove, which entails removing damaged walls and wood wall and ceiling framing and patch exterior wood siding and replace all the other damaged wood and floor-based system. And so that, so we're, we are gonna work with Public Works to do this fire damage restoration and the total cost of that is estimated to be around 180K. Um, 120 of it will be on construction costs and 60,000 will be set aside for Public Works uh, services, including permitting contractor procurement and construction management. Um, so the, this is a summary of the, what I just described. So that's, so we're adding the fire damage scope to the existing MOU. And then in order to do that work, even though we may not think it'll take as long as November 1st, we would like to make sure we have adequate time to extend it to a whole other year, November 1st, 2023. Um, and if we could do, Next slide. So as uh, Director Koslowski mentioned that this is um, the source of the, in the ROPS um, um, amendment that we discussed, the source of these funds are not from EDA. We have expended all the funds from the federal grants for us. So we do have lease revenue, uh, surplus payments left over from building 606, which is the uh, lease payments that SFPD pays OCII to use facilities on the shipyard. And we ha have had that set aside for property management and we are using those funds, um, which is ROPS line 76 to pay for these improvements. And um, the amendment process, uh, you know, we went to the oversight board in September 
and we are just waiting for the DOF determination on the approval of the amendment that we submitted to them. That's a precursor to this MOU amendment. Next slide, please. So the next steps, you know, pending commission approval and also DOF authorization would be we would reimburse Public Works the 460 of 460,000 for the 11 month delay and the work that the cost that was incurred related to that. And then we would go forward with the fire restoration piece of this MOU. And here's an estimated timeline that we have, um, you know, permitting about six weeks and construction 11 weeks. And we have project closeout out at uh, May, 2023. And that is the timeline. And both uh, myself and the uh, Public Works project manager who's been on this project, Rafael Gutierrez from Public Works is here on the call to answer any uh, questions about this MOU and that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ms. Hussein. Um, thank you, you always do a great job. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Madam Secretary, do we have anybody from the public who wishes to provide a comment? At this time, if there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2490-847-6737, press the pound sign and the pound sign again to enter the call, then press star three to submit your request to speak. If you are already on the phone with us and would like to provide public comment on item 5C, press star three on your mobile devices. Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Thank you, Madam Secretary. So hearing no request to speak on this item, I'll close public comment and I'll turn to my fellow commissioners. And I'd like to start with Commissioner Brackett. Do you have any questions or comments? No questions or comments. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Commissioner Ludham, any questions or comments? Uh, yes. Uh, I have a question. Uh, Lila, uh, how many square feet is this building? And I have a question for Raphael, which is to break out the 460. Uh, it's all reimbursements, but uh, there should be specific line items and I don't need every line, but uh, give me a general sense of what the components are. Hello, Commissioner. Um, yeah, I, I can answer probably the, the question about the square footage. So the square footage of the entire building itself is about 120,000 square feet. Uh, but the areas that we've worked on was, uh, I think like maybe about 8,000, so which is the gallery space and then also the restroom. Uh, now, for the breakdown of the additional square feet, about eight eight thousand square feet. Uh, but the, then, you know, obviously we have the like the stairs, for example. That you know, obviously, it's kind of hard to to come up with a, a square footage for the stair. Sure. But, but that's like a major uh, part of the cost. Also, of the project is the the steel stairs uh, and obviously the foundations for them, uh, and then the gallery space uh, and and the restrooms. Uh, and you know, obviously the ramp and everything else. Um, so in terms of the breakdown of the 460, uh, a lot of it is uh, is obviously you know our the the time for architecture because we I myself I'm acting as the the project lead for the design team and also the project manager for the public work site. So you know there's a lot of you know additional processing of of payments, change orders, things like that that you know obviously. Uh, you know, more than than when we anticipated, and and also the the cost for um, uh, for inspections. Right? So you know, obviously the the shipyard, there's a lot of sensitivity, you know, given the conditions uh, and history of the site. So um, we have to you know, have additional like air monitoring inspections, things like that. That you know, added a lot to the project than what was originally budgeted was you know a fraction of what we ended up uh, costing us so that that's uh, a big part of the additional costs is special inspections project management and then the um 
the engineering costs for for you know some of the you know as Lila mentioned uh, unforeseen conditions that we found and kind of rethinking how things you know was to be constructed and built and then uh, and then you know obviously I had to go and, and pull additional permits or or do permit amendments for for some of that work. I think I'd just add to that is that you know the the site assessment there quality monitoring added an additional seventy seven thousand dollars because you have to have air monitors out there as well as the inspectors and we even though we didn't think we exactly needed it we are very sensitive to community concerns about any dust given the history of this project. So we made sure the monitors were out there. And that was also something the artists were very much concerned about. The other, uh, the, the welding inspections for the stairs also uh, uh, added uh, another $106,000 to this budget. So those are just some details about the budget that, that is part of the 460. And then the rest, which Raphael alluded to, the design and the public work staff piece and additional permits needed. Uh, part of it was investigating the fact that we couldn't install the stairs in a normal fashion. We were going to do um, we're going to do spread footing, and then we realized, oh, there's there's this like in none of the in none of the documents we knew there was this like water line that was right underneath there, so we had to re do reconfigure how we we're going to do the stairs without impacting the water line. So that's, those are just some specific examples I can give, but Raphael has a lot more as well. Okay. Those all, those all make sense to me. Uh, you know, having worked in the area, I know air monitoring is crucial. Um, I don't have any issues with this 460, and obviously this project's been going on since 2007, but the total cost is too high. Just speaking generally, uh, for 1100 bucks a foot, we could have a new building, um, but we are where we are. The only way out is through, so I appreciate that. Unforeseen obstacles happened. No further questions for me. Thank you, Commissioner. I appreciate your, uh, your your candor. I share some of that. So, uh, Vice Chair Rosales. So, uh, thank you. I, di I didn't think I'd have a, a question or a comment, but a couple things came up. Is this a historic building? I wanted to uh, check if it was debt. Uh, it might be a contributing resource, but um, I don't think it's a, it's a... It's not a nationally historic recognized building. So, um but it might be part of a contributing resource to the historic district. I could get back to you to confirm. Yeah, I just had like a vague yeah. uh, recall. So I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Because, you know, the old buildings, of course, take a lot more effort to, you know, to uh, rehab, essentially. Um, okay. And then the other question was, um, because federal grant monies are no longer available, I saw a limitation in, in some of the backup uh, material that because there was federal grants, there was a the SBE uh, program, if you will, you know, had some limitations to it. But now that we're beyond that, is the commission's uh, small business and workforce program applicable here to this work? It is but the work was um, the 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 four hundred sixty work was cut, uh, was done by Arana, uh, the Bayview business. They did the work, the scope of work, for the four sixty piece. And that's it, because yeah. all this additional work will be done in house by a DPW. The additional fire restoration work will be uh, completed by um, DPW has a panel of folks that are in San Francisco. They're going to use their Pick from their panel contractors for the fire damage work, but the uh, the bulk, the five point six million plus the four sixty, that was done by Arana Bayview contractor. Okay, okay, just want a clarification on that point. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Vice Chair Rosales. Um, I, I'm first of all, thank you, Lila. I think, um, I mean, as Commissioner said, the only way through this is just to go through this and we're stuck in this situation, but I am concerned about the cost. And, um, you know, DPW, you know, we've done a lot of work with all of you for a long time on a lot of these projects. I'm, 
I mean, we should get some sort of like friendly neighbor discount on some of this because it is ridiculous how much we are spending on doing regular city work. And um, just because we're a government agency does not mean we should not care about how much we are spending. Because uh, this, this money is the public's money. And this commission, I know, takes it very seriously. So um, I'm going to be asking, and I hope my other commissioners, fellow commissioners, ask the same thing, that maybe we need to look at outside vendors who could help us with doing some of the construction work. Um, because this is a lot of money we are spending um, when we're trying to do just regular city business. Um, so, you know, um, you know, our friends at DPW, I, we appreciate you, but this is a lot of money that's being spent. Uh, almost a half a million dollars on extra costs. Um, and that concerns me and it should concern all of us. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so commissioners, I need a motion for items number item number five C so that we can get this going so that Lila can continue to do her work um, in this special area for us. May I have a motion? Uh, Mr. Chair, I will move uh, item five C. Thank you, Vice Chair Rosales. May I have a second? I'll second. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Brackett. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5C when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott is absent. Vice Chair Rosales. Aye. And Chair Busto. Reluctantly, aye. But it's an Mr. I. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes and one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next is agenda item 5D, authorizing a First Amendment to the Personal Services contract with Park Lab Open Space Management, a California limited liability company, to include the management and maintenance of the landscaping and bioswells in the Park P2 parking lot allow for the management and maintenance of the park of Park P3 prior to the city and county of San Francisco's acceptance of Park P3 and increase the contract amount by $70,960 for an aggregate total not to exceed $2,457,241 Mission Bay North and South Redevelopment Project Areas Discussion and Action Resolution Number 37-2. 2022. Director Koslowski. Thank you, Secretary Cruz and members of the commission, members of the public. Um, and Chair Bustos, I understand yourself and Mr. Ludlam and others on the prior item will go, go back to be working with DPW to look at their budgets. Um, so we didn't respond to that, but I want to acknowledge your comments. Thank you. Uh, this item before you is a first amendment to the contract for maintenance of parks and open space in the Mission Bay area with the Park Lab Open Space System. We call them uh, POSSUM for short. Um, this is an amendment of approximately $71,000 to add some areas that were planned to be added as they were completed, these park areas that were completed to be added to this contract um, prior to the, the transfer of the park parcels once they're completed to the Rec Park Department. Um, this is part of an overall process that results from dissolution. As we build and complete assets, we're transferring them over to the Parks Department for Parks and, of course, the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development for Housing. This, of course, is just a park uh, matter, park parcels, and this will be presented to you by Mark Slutskin, the Project Manager for Mission Bay. Mark? Uh, Thank you, Director Kozlowski. Good afternoon, Chair Bustos, Vice Chair Rosales, Commissioners. I'm Mark Slutskin, Project Manager for Mission Bay. And the item before you is the amendment to the uh, Mission Bay Open Space Property Management Contract. Next slide, please. So this afternoon, we'll be asking for approval to the amendment for the personal service contract, as well as approval to uh, amending the operating budget for the management of open space. Next slide, please. 
And so this afternoon, we'll go through the background of Mission Bay open space, the amended scope of service, proposed amended annual budget, CAC and staff recommendations and next steps. Next slide, please. Just to recap, Mission Bay open space is going to be 41 acres when it's fully developed. And this is uh, for the redevelopment plan and the owner participation agreement, which are both scheduled to expire in 2028. The Communities Facilities District CFD5 was created to fund the maintenance and operations of the Mission Bay open space until 2044. Uh, both the city and port own the Mission Bay open space in which those parcels are ground leased OCII uh, until 2046 at the latest. But as you may recall, uh, last June when we presented the contract, uh, our intention, and we're working with Rec Park, uh, the Department of Real Estate, and the port to transfer the management and control of this open space back to them starting July 1st of next year. Next slide, please. So the current contract anticipates managing Park P3 once it's accepted by the city and added to the ground lease. However, right now the city and the master developer are negotiating a license agreement so we can open the park as soon as possible. Uh, so we're seeking to amend the contract to allow us to manage the park prior to acceptance. Uh, also in the resolution before you, uh, you're giving the director authority to execute any ancillary documents that needed to facilitate us managing the park prior to acceptance. Uh, the other park, parking lot P2, the biosoils and landscaping, the original plan was always to accept those once the greater P2 park was developed, but it's taken a little bit longer to get the park built. So uh, we are now seeking to add the bioswells and landscaping in the parking lot to the contract now. Next slide, please. So here's the map of the Mission Bay open space. Up in the top is P3 in the light blue. As you further down Channel Street along the channel, as you get closer to the traffic circle, you'll see where the P2 parking lot is. Next slide, please. Here's just a zoom in of the P2 parking lot, and you can see the green areas are the bioswells, and then the red area is the landscaping strip right along the side. Next slide, please. So, in increasing the operating budget by $70,960, uh, it's broken out for the landscaping to add the P2 parking lot, it's $24,000. And then also, we're seeking to add $15,000 to the budget to uh, address unforeseen rodent damage. Uh, the management fee to add the P2 parking lot to the contract is going to be $1,960. Uh, for insurance, when we first came before you in June, this was an estimate and we realized actual costs are $25,000 higher. So we're seeking to increase insurance budget by 25,000. I do wanna note that this still is 32,000 less than what our insurance costs were in the previous year. Uh, and then finally, from repairs and maintenance, we are seeking to increase the pest control to deal with the rodent problem by an additional $5,000. Next slide, please. Here's a comparison of the approved budget and the amended budget. Uh, as you can see, this 70,960 is a 3% increase uh, in the overall budget. Next slide, please. Uh, last week, we presented this to the CAC and they voted unanimously for this. Uh, and staff recommends that we approve both the amendment uh, as well as the open space uh, operating budget amendment. Next slide, please. So next steps uh, is to get Park P3 under management as soon as possible with the goal by the end of this month. And then following up by ideally the 1st of November or a little bit later, we'll add P2 parking lot bioswells and landscape to our contract. Next slide. And this is it, this is a quick amendment. Uh, Kathy Hickey of Possum is uh, available as a mine for any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Madam Secretary, do we have anybody from the public who wishes to provide a public comment? At this time, if there are any members of the public wishing to comment on item 5C, please call 415-655-5000. Uh, 
2490-847-6736. Enter access code 2490-847-6737. Press the pound sign, then the pound sign again to enter the call. Then star three to submit your request to speak. If you're already on the phone with us and would like to provide public comment, please press star three. Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public. Oh, excuse me, I take it back. We do have a member. Hang on one second. Okay. Uh, hi, good afternoon. Uh, this is Sarah Bertram with Mission Creek Harbor. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Terrific. I, I wanted to join and just express uh, to the folks who are stewarding in, in Mission Bay and to Mark in particular um, uh, for addressing uh, the, the needs of kind of just stewarding these parks through the transition and the phased out completion of the various parcels as somebody un, uh, somebody who's been in a leadership position here for over a decade and a resident for 12 years um, we've we've been watching this all unfold and we know there's so many factors that go into the timing of when things get built and there's so much uh, thought put into the design um, and the upfront construction of these parcels we really appreciate the, the desire to also maintain them at a high level of quality. So just grateful for the commission uh, hearing out this, this matter. We're really excited for the fences to come down on P3 um, and for the continued stewardship of, of the, the land that has been recently redeveloped. Thank you so much for your comments. Anyone else? that it looks like that was the last public member a member of the public great thank you so hearing no further requests to speak on this item i'll close public comment and i'll now turn to my fellow commissioners for any comments or questions i'd like to start with commissioner Ludham. uh i have uh i have no questions about the specifics of the contract uh all of it seems sensible to me uh, Mark, you mentioned uh, we were hoping to start it at the end of the month. Does that mean it'll be open to the public by the end of the month? Uh, so two different, uh, yes. For part P3, we're hoping to have the fences down by the end of the month. I know that's, that's the goal. We're all working really hard. I know their city is trying to find, finalize the uh, license agreement as we speak. Great. Uh, no further questions from me. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Brackett, any questions or comments you may have? Um, just a quick question. I saw the landscaping costs um, and kind of um, to the other caller's question around um, long-term maintenance. Is there also gonna be an initial um, increase in the long-term long maintenance plan as well? Uh, is there an increase in the long-term maintenance? I mean, you know, we're as we're working to transition over to direct park in the port, we're going through that right now, what those costs will be. Um, you know, as we take on more parks, uh, as you know, the, the large Bayfront Park is currently under construction. Uh, obviously, the cost will go up. Um, so, you know, we, we do have a uh, little room in our CFD budget now to absorb uh, additional costs as they go. Plus, they, we do have reserves as well to, to address these increases. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Vice Chair Rosales, any questions or comments? No questions or comments. I support the, the item. Thank you. Uh, the only comment I want to make, um, Mark, is one thank you for, for the presentation. And um, I like the fact that the, the budget numbers on this, you know, proposal are not as grand as the other ones. So thank you for for that. Um, but I want to ask the question regard, and regarding um, or just bring this up more than a comment. It's more of a comment is, you know, before we start giving away or like transferring these parks over uh, to Reckon Park, I really believe that we need to stake the claim and name them after 
community leaders um, such as Corinne Woods, who was instrumental in building out and advocating for Mission Bay, or like in Bayview, um, Espanol, Dr. Espanola Jackson. Um, I truly, truly believe, and I, and I hope this agency takes this serious, is that it will be a missed opportunity and it would be shame on us if we did not name these parks after the people and the leaders of the community. It would, it would be a shame. Um, and, and I know I've brought this up before, but you know, we call them P3, we call them you know, Mission Bay Park. Those are all generic names. When we could actually um, put the names of people who actually lived among us, and who pushed hard for these projects to make that area so great. Um, so I, I mean, before we turn over any property, whether it to be Rec and Park Report, we need to stake the claim. Um, and so I would want us to do that for this. Um, and, and I'm really being serious about it. It would be a missed opportunity and it'd be shame on us for not doing it. Um, and I think we should do that with every area. Um, I remember during the redevelopment days, I brought that up when we were looking at how um, the shipyard would look with parks and streets and all that. Um, I truly believe that, you know, this is a chance for us to really lift up the lives of the people that made a difference. And so that as kids grow up, they're like, wow, you know, I went to Corinne, for example, Corinne Woods Park, who was she? And we all had the pleasure and the honor of working with her through this project. And if you've seen the movie Coco, you realize it's really about remembering people that keeps them alive. And so I, I, I hope we can do this, especially for this, because it's right in front of us. Um, so director and Mark, please work on that um, so that we can get that done before we transfer anything over. Um, it's important. And we're not asking it to be named after us. So it's not a self-serving thing. It's really about how can we lift up the lives of some incredible people that made all this possible. So right. I'll, I'll shut up for right now. Understood. I do want to note in transferring it, we still control the CFD. So we will still have a pretty significant seat at the table. Even um, better. But if we could do it before it transfers, because you know, the Wrecking Park has a different commission. Yep. You know, the court has a different commission. But but they need to know that we we believed in these people because the people believed in this incredible city and gave so much to make this happen. So I think Chair Bristos? Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just gonna say I think we we would be proud of that, all of us. So I'll shut up and um Unless you have something to say, Thor, I'll, I'll ask for a motion. Uh, look, either Commissioner Rosales was about to make a motion or was she going to make a comment? I do just want to make one comment on this. I was oh. going to ask a, uh, ask a question whether we have a naming facilities uh, naming policy. Uh, if not, then the we need to think about creating one to uh, Chair Busso's point. This is Thor Kozlowski for the record. Uh, that's a great question, Commissioner Rosales. Uh, General Counsel Morales, I believe you're on. If you are, if you want to respond to that specific question, what I was going to say simply, Chair Bustos, was uh, I think you you were all right on the mark in terms of the, the, the need for that and the community value for that. And what I was going to suggest is that not only for the shipyard, but for we're doing something similar in Trans Bay uh, as well as Mission Bay to look at a broad a broad approach to how these parks get referred to. Uh, we'll have to work with the rec park because they do in fact have a naming process and a policy. Um, but I think we can certainly work with them uh, to come up with a process, a community process. Um, the Trans Bay Block 3 Park is going through a naming process right now. They've been holding community meetings on it. And that, um, so we'll get an update on that as well. But it's a really good reminder on that. You did, you did refer to this previously, thank you. Thank you. General Counsel uh, Morales, is there something you wanted to say? Uh, 
Chair Bustos, no, I, I, I just wanted to answer the question that the, the agency does not have a naming policy. Uh, and just to remind the commission, uh, these parks are still city property, um, even though we have a leasehold interest. So we'd have to work with the city on any naming uh, of the parks. Understood, thank you so much for that. Um, thank you. All right, commissioners, um, may I get a motion and a second? I think Commissioner Ludemann was gonna say something. I would move to approve this item. Thank you, commissioner. May I have a second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. Madam Secretary, please take roll. Commission members, please announce your vote for item 5D when I call your name. Commissioner Brackett. Aye. Commissioner Ludlam. Aye. Commissioner Scott is absent. Vice Chair Rosales. Aye. And Chair Busto. Aye. Mr. Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next order of business is item six, public comment on non-agenda item. Mr. Chair. Do we have anybody from the public who wishes to provide a comment? If there are any members of the public wishing to provide a comment on non-agenda item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2490-847-6737, Press the pound sign, then the pound sign again to enter the call, then press star three to submit your request to speak. If you're already on the phone and would like to provide public comment on non-agenda items, please call, oh, excuse me, please press star three on your mobile phone. We have a caller, Mr. Chair. Thank you, caller. Uh, hi, it's Sarah Bertram again with Mission Creek Harbor. Very quickly, I just wanted to say that um, I greatly appreciate all the comments about naming and I am, uh, Corinne was, was, was my longtime neighbor and um, an incredibly inspiring person. I'm looking at Corinne Woods Way right now, which is a street that was named after her in Mission Bay and I'm very grateful um, to see that every day. But also the other day I called 311 to try to uh, raise attention on a matter and tried to geolocate it using Corinne Woods Way and it doesn't come up in the city system. So I'm flagging that when you guys figure out how to name things, making sure there's a process to move that name into every system is important because um, the, the sign says Corinne Woods Way, but uh, the computers tell 311 a different story. Good point. Thank you very much for your comment. Yes. Mr. Chair, it does not appear there are any members or any other members. All right. Can comment? Hearing no further requests to speak on this item, I'll close public comment. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item seven, report of the chair. Mr. Chair. I have nothing to report. Please call the next item. Next order of business is item eight, report of the executive director, Director Koslowski. Thank you, Secretary Cruz and members of the commission. I have a brief report today consisting of about three or four items. Um, I wanted to uh, make it known for you and the members of the public of a variety of community events occurring in our project areas. Um, on the 22nd this weekend, uh, all weekend is at the Hunters Point Shipyard Open Studios. Uh, I think that starts at 10 or 12, a, uh, 12 in the uh, morning, 10, uh, 10 a.m. And it goes pretty much all day and it's both Saturday and Sunday. Also in, trans, in the Trans Bay area, we have uh, the temporary terminal, which is between the former temporary uh, bus terminal site, which is between Folsom and uh, off of Beale. And there's a number of events happening over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there's a Halloween event on the 30th and on November 1st is a Red Cross uh, blood drive. And then last weekend, there was a glass arts festival. Just want to have you aware of these events that are happening in our project areas in case you uh, would like to participate. Also yesterday uh, on block nine in Mission Bay, uh, we had a wonderful um, occurrence where project completed construction and we have move in uh, occurring. Uh, block nine is off of Mission Rock and China Basin, uh, right behind the 
um, right next to the Mission Rock development off of Third Street. This is 141 units of uh, affordable housing, supportive housing for formerly homeless uh, adults. Mm -hmm. And so this is a project the, the commission approved uh, a couple of years ago, but it is now complete and people are moving in. It's being developed by Bridge and HomeRise and will be operated that way. Um, five, in, five households moved in. Um, they were moved into furnished homes. They got uh, kits, uh, moving kits, which included bedding and housewares, so they didn't have to buy them themselves. Um, and the move-ins will continue throughout the fall and hopefully be totally leased up by the end of the year. Uh, most of the folks in this initial uh, group have come from the Civic Center Hotel here in the Tenderloin, which is a navigation site, and other folks will come from the shelter-in-place hotels uh, throughout the city. So kudos to the staff who brought that forward um, Elizabeth Colomello and Kim Opsfeld, who worked on that project, and perhaps there were others uh, previously. And kudos to the commission for having the vision uh, to do that project and the developer for that project as well. Also wanted to make the commission aware that um, our CFO or Deputy Director for Finance, Bree Mahorder, has announced her resignation. She's going to be going on to work to the MTA uh, in November. And I just wanted to acknowledge her service to the agency. She's been with the agency for over seven years and um, in my five months here has been fantastic and a tremendous resource to the agency. So I wanted to acknowledge her service and give her uh, a minute to just uh, share some remarks with the commission. Ms. Mahorder. Commissioners, good afternoon. I'm Brie Mahorder. I am the Deputy Director for Finance Industry for I think four more weeks now. Um, I just want to thank you for all of your support over the years um, and your dedication and your detail orientation and attention during the budget and ROPS presentations, which I know are long and detailed. So thank you very much for your attention and care. And also, um, you know, this was a very difficult decision to make. As you well know, the work of the agency is so important to the success of our city. And the OCII staff is so great. It was a, both a professionally and personally difficult decision to leave, but um, I won't be far. In fact, I'll just be two floors up and OCII and the MTA work together on lots of different development projects. So I'm sure I will be still in the mix. And um, you know, I'm always happy if anyone wants to reach out, always happy to uh, answer any questions or respond to any concerns that you may have. I'll remember a lot of things, at least a few months. And oh, I forgot I should mention um, Rosa Torres, our incredibly capable um, contractor, will be acting at a new CFO search. Um, Rosa is a truly, truly incredible staff member. Was the right hand person while I was here. Her truly, she's the financial professional. My 15 year career with the city, so I know extremely hands. I believe is here as well. Um, just to, I know that you've met her before. Just, but just to reintroduce for some commissioners and to introduce for some of our newer commissioners, Rosa. Are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm just trying to put my camera on so you guys can see me. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, my name is Rosa Torres. I've been with OCII for what 17 years. So I was here before resolution, dissolution. So um, I carry a lot of history. Um, so it's it's hard for me to say that you know um, uh, Bree is leaving because she came in at a very you know, after the solution, it was really hard for everybody. Um, but she, in my department at that time, was only, what, two, three people. And we were doing everything. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. Um, but she built up the, the finance team. She brought in Mina, which is amazing at doing ROPS and budget. And two more members of accounting, which are uh, the same way, very amazing. Uh, so thanks to her, we have a very good base of, of moving on until we get the new person. Uh, and I'm so thankful for everything that she did while she was here and wish her the best. And 
the time between now when she leaves and comes, you know, we have a new person, it will be a short time, but we're here. We, we, you know, we gone through the process, um, being in the whole team have gone through the process of ROPS, budget, and the audit. And we're ready. She trained us well. We can do it. We're confident that we can do it. So thank you for, uh, for letting me speak and, and thank, thank you to Bree once again. Thank you, uh, Bree and Rosa and commissioners. I just want to let you know, I'm super excited about working with Rosa during this period. She brings a wealth of experience and leadership. And so when she um, agreed to be the acting deputy director for finance, I was thrilled uh, because she brings the right steady hand, I think, uh, for this period for us. And so Rosa, thank you for your service. And Bree, thank you for your service. Um, anyway, uh, thank you both. Uh, members of the commission, I'll turn it back over to you if you wanna make a comment. Uh, maybe we're actually not supposed to go back and forth, I think, sorry. Um, well, I'll close that item out of, uh, of my report and I'll close on this. Um, you know, our work since inception has been, uh, we've partnered with the construction uh, industry, if you will, uh, especially around the workforce. Our, our projects have goals about construction workforce hiring and a variety of, we have, we have a, a, a big part of our uh, agencies devoted to making sure that there are opportunities for folks in San Francisco to be hired. And so we've always had a strong and supportive work relationship with the workforce, with the construction workforce community. And as I sit uh, in one South Van Ness, I see across the street, uh, the construction workers going in, uh, to work and leaving at 30 Van Ness uh, across the street, not our project, but I can observe a construction project up front. And um, reminded of you know the the contribution that the workers make to the city, to the welfare and the well-being of the city, and we're in partnership with them on that. And um, you know there are many of those workers. I want to recognize them today, and uh, there are some who are not with us today. And I want to take just a moment of silence to recognize them. In particular, uh, Salvador Bustos, Chair Bustos, his brother has passed away. He was in the construction trades, and I want to uh, recognize him and all the construction workers who are not with us, uh, but just a brief moment of silence. And I'd also propose if the commission found it um, appropriate to um, recess in the honor of those folks. Thank you, commissioners. That concludes my report. Thank you, Thor. Thank you. Thank you for that moment. My brother. Commissioners, are there any questions related to the director's report? All right, well, I just wanna thank Bree for her service. Um, um, we're sad to see you go, but we're very, very delighted that you're not gonna be far away. And Rosa, thank you for stepping up to the plate and providing some stability. Um, in this process. So thank you all very much. Best of luck, Bree. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item nine, Commissioner's Questions and Matters. Mr. Chair. Commissioner, is there any questions or matters you want to bring up? Hearing none. I just have one. Yes, ma'am. And you've already stated it, Chair Bustos. Uh, Bree, I, I want to thank you for not, not only your dedicated service, your ability to break down very complex financial uh, concepts to those of us who have to read it and have to look it up to see what it means. Uh, and, uh, but also you, you have a fabulous wit, so I need to recognize that on the record. And you know, you always make me smile and I want to congratulate you on your next chapter. And Rosa, I don't think we've met before, but I'm very much welcome uh, having you in our next commission meeting when these items come up. And so thank you again for, as Chair Busso said, stepping up. Thank you, Vice Chair. Anything else? Hearing none, seeing none. Madam Secretary, yes. 
Uh, I just also wanted to thank Bree for her service and all of her work and patience with me and going through some of the numbers, all the different things with Ross and so forth. So I just want to say thank you for your service and we'll miss you. Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item 10, closed session. There are no closed session items. And the next order of business is item 11, adjournment. Mr. Chair. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, commissioners, I will need a motion to adjourn and a second. I will provide that motion, Chair. Thank you, Commissioner Ludham. May I have a second? I will second. Thank you, Commissioner Brackett. So moved and second, and we are adjourning this commission meeting at 2.06 p.m. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Commissioner.